Can you call in <laughs> Good. Thank you very much indeed. We are going to finish or trying to end up what we started. We started about six weeks ago, five weeks ago, with the topic of the beginning of Genesis right to the time of uh, Abraham. And the main event that is happened uh, from in Genesis, Genesis 1 to Genesis 12. We are trying to come to an end today. And I believe today it would be good in the sense that uh, I, I want to clarify a couple of ideas because people get confused with the times and different uh, timelines that it presented to us by evolution, by theories or whatever, and also the Bible. But we will see uh, more clearly what is what is actually says in the Bible. Okay, so let me get to you the sharing screen. Here we got here, it's advanced, the sound is there. That's it. Uh-huh. And we go here. Good. And it's opening there for you. It's preparing. That's it. We have a Bible chronology that I create myself. This particular Bible chronology is what started by the Bishop Usha and 1500 in, in Northern Ireland. I use his template for the beginning. He did from the year one to the year 2000 to the time of Abraham. That was good. That gives us some ideas. But uh, I go all the idea that I put myself like when Adam and Eve fall, that we saw early days, we saw that particular study. We are talking to the year 400, 2004 uh, BC before Christ or the Anno Mundi year one, okay? So we will move to today's activity. We said that the, the earth was Pangea. That's a, uh, a sort of kind of geology study that is believed that the earth was one piece of land and is believed it is so. When God created the earth and the whole thing in it, he said that there were one kind of atmosphere, one language, one earth, and one piece of land and the, and the water. It wasn't all divided or broken as it is today in different continents. And this is a very good work of somebody professional who did it, I suppose. You have Antarctica, you have United States, you have Brazil, South America, you have Africa, then you have Russia, China, the other end. And he said that the Lord planted a garden in the eve. Uh, in the east, sorry, Garden of Eden in east. So that gives us an idea, more or less, what happened because we believe that the flood broke the earth and made all the different continents we have today. And an example of this that is very clear is the Great Canyon of the Colorado River in America. You know, the Great Canyon, is, it, it is unique. It is, you have to go and have a look there. It is amazing. Another part of the world, but there are very high mountains of four or five thousand meters high, seven thousand meters high, like Everest. And also, there is a lot of ruptures, or a lot of crackings, a lot of different underneath that go on the earth that it looks like it was uh, being broken or being cracked in pieces. The whole earth that is and the glove. So, we move to the days and the hours of the sacrificial lamb that we saw. Our Lord Jesus fulfilling that. We are not going to see that. We said that Jesus' time of sacrificial 
was universal and was synchronized with the days and the Adam and Eve, they fall into sin. We are not going to put attention too much to that. We already did it. We saw that uh, Nakash is the actual word for serpent in the Bible and related to Genesis 3, Isaiah 14, and Ezekiel 28. And that gives us an idea clear who is the Nakash. We saw that already. We saw the Nephilim, the Nephilim, the sons of God, the Bene Elohim. And this is very clear of these guys who were actually uh, corrupting the earth and the days of the Nephilim. And then we have something that I showed you last time. This is what we talked last time. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, could you read it properly there? Now better? Yeah, I can see that. Yes, okay. So we have said that Nindro was a mighty hunter. The Nindro started a kingdom, and his kingdom was Babel, the first city that he, he actually built. He built four cities in the southern part of Mesopotamia, and he said that he built another four cities in the north part of Mesopotamia. So we have that the first four cities that he built uh, uh, in Genesis 10, uh, he was building cities. He was actually hunting people. And he created a whole uh, empire, a whole kingdom that uh, he induced the people to build the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel was built originally by Nimrod with all the humans following him. All of them have the same language and they were in one place and they were together. And he was the main leader. So... Before the Tower of Babel, he built four cities, that is here, and the south. And then we saw that uh, after that, he said he went to the north, to Nineveh, where is such Assyria, uh, uh, at the north, northern part, and he built another four cities that is there. Okay? Now, we already saw that, and we saw it last time. Now, what I'm going to clarify today is the idea about the evolution and geology theories respect to the Bible, because there's a little bit of confusion. So I'm going to take you to what is the, the topic of today. We have here the, the calendar that I've been using myself. I created myself. Okay. So we have that the flood began in the year 2346 before Christ. Nindro, Nindro days was in the year... Uh, 2044, more or less. The Tower of Babel was built approximately in the year 2244 before Christ, okay? That gives us an idea, okay? Now, uh, we have the flood here that we already saw that, the shame and the families. We saw the different, the table of nations that we see in Genesis 10, the table of nations there. Uh, uh, yes. You want to take photo? I can go back, my friend, or send you the details. I don't mind. Okay. So we have the table of nations. It said that these are the seventy nations that were uh, coming out of Noah, according to the Bible. Uh, Chen went to Asia. Ham went to Africa, and Hashef went to Europe. And there are different kind of people coming out of them, obviously, by hundreds and thousands of those days. You have there. Very clear, the blessing of Shem, the curse of Ham, and the curse and the blessing of Hasef. 
all the different nations, what they did, more or less, you know. Shem, for example, was the oldest one, and it was the more religious people, where they, they, they cemetery, the, 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 all the Jewish people come from Shem, okay. The Ham is the heart of black, and they have a physical endurance and a strength, quite no other race in, in, in the planet. And they have said, were the more intellectual people, and these were the ones who actually uh, uh, poblate Europe in great majority. Okay, so we move to there. Now we have every, every one of them. Uh, we have here the Chen and all the sons that he had and the different people that he collected and the different families. And then you have that out of shame came 26 families. And they are here. And you can even relate, I can get all these into a map and allocate to you the 70 nations that were there in the, in the table of Genesis 10. So we move Ham, we have Ham and Cush here, what they did, all the son, the four sons that he had and the different family that came from, from Cush is very well known, you know, all that these guys did. Uh, uh, and the different different tribes and clans that came out of Ham. And then we have Hasef, one by one, the different also children and all the families that came within. And this is it, the May 70, all of them, very clear, and very, very precise. You know, so we carry on here with the calendar, but we go to this one. This one is the one that we're going to start today. So we have the Nimrod was a mighty hunter and he had two, uh, two settlements. One is in the south and then the, uh, before the Tower of Babel in Babylon here. And he planted four cities, he built it. And then he went to the north and he planted another four cities. You already know that, this is okay. Now, here we come to today's material. It's chronological timeline of early Bible events. And I want to, to bring with this chronology, or with timeline, a little bit of information to you. First, that uh, I believe well, we are studying creation from the Bible point of view. The creation started in the year 4004 before Christ. We have the Nephilims, the sons of God that came down. In the year 3,346, we have the year 3,000, that is a very important date for our studies. The flood of Noah in the year 2,346, that is important, you know. The Tower of Babel, it was in the year 2,044. Abraham is born in the year 2,053, and then Moses led Israel out of Egypt in the year 1553. Now, the majority of this date, apart from, I mean, from Abraham on, is very easy or is more acceptable to the theologians and to the studies today about this date to be acceptable, to be confirmed today. Now, uh, you see there are sun on red, there are certain signs in green, and there are other, other, other signs here, other relevant triangles in yellow. The yellow one is the one that has been already confirmed. Now, when we go here, we divide this in two particular time, prehistory and the history. Prehistory is called the time where no recorded event 
was done. There was nothing talk about it. There is nobody who got any information. Everything that is being said in prehistory is only based on theories of evolution and geology. Some guys went and took some stone find it here in Egypt or in Canaan or this or in Iraq, and they start to make it to make it to believe that it goes 10,000 years because of this or because of that. This prehistory for us, biblically, or for me, is 400, 4,000 years. And it goes to the year 3,000. Now, why is important the year 3,000? The year 3,000 is very important because it's the year where the history written records appears. There isn't any, any document in the world that goes beyond the year 3,000. There isn't. There is not. It doesn't exist. The largest, the oldest document that you find that we're going to see later is the Gilgamesh epic and the Sargon story. And now we're going to see in a minute. But actually it's from the year 2500, 2700 before Christ that we have a little bit of information or clarity what was going on in the world and written records appears. So we have a little bit of information. Now, and the great relevant point here, I have the, the according to evolution or the young earth, um, young earth cre creationists, the old stone age start 10,000 years ago. He said, they say that. They, they divided the middle stone age 8,000 years ago. Then they call it the new stone age is 6,000 years ago. And then we have copper stone age that is 4,000 years ago. And the only one they go right is the early bronze age is 3,000 years ago. <laughs> this early bronze age that is called an evolution is the only age that they can confirm with a document. The rest cannot be confirmed, cannot be more than theory by evolution or by geologists, but there is no one clear document or evidence ever being founded in the whole planet Earth about any of this date, any of the 10,000, 8,000, 6,000, or 4,000. It doesn't exist. Have you got a Bible in your hand or somewhere about, around? You got your Bible? You got the oldest document that you can find and the more reliable uh, information in the world. The Bible is the only document that go back to the early days of creation of man and give us a very sound, very profound, very clear understanding how the world was created and how man come to be what is today. Okay. There isn't anyone, there isn't any proper study, any proper document, any proper stone, neither in Egyptology or Ashur, Ashurians or, or Mesopotamian studies that will confirm that there is, there is a particular date that is reliable or is identified, let's say beyond the year 3000. It doesn't exist. I'm telling you this because for many years I suffer a syndrome, a syndrome that is called Christian Evangelical Syndrome. The Christian Evangelical Syndrome is 
that the evangelicals or the Christian, they look to the evolutionists and they true and they hear the people talking about the old stone, the, the age stone, the, the copper stone age, and all those sort of things, and they understand nothing. You most of the Christian get a lot of impression, are very impressed by evolution and what they say. What they say is rubbish. There is no information. There is no more than theory and no more than one particular two guys who found a particular bone or say this or want to tell me that this is something that belonged to a dinosaur that goes 10,000 a year but is not being confirmed. No more than that. So we don't have There is only one document in the whole world that got one sound, good explanation, and that is the Bible. The Bible is a wonderful, truthful, honest book given to you and to me to find out where we come from and where we're we going to. Amen. And you must, we must rely, we must believe in the integrity, the one who wrote the Bible, that is God. So we have, we have that the, the written records appear from the year 3000, let's say, no more than that, 2700, that, that's it, from Mesopotamia. Only the Bible goes beyond that point, okay? Now, what do I have to do? What I have to, have to do with you is this is that the Tower of Babel was in the year 2244 before Christ, obviously, and Nindro begins his first kingdom. Now, one of the things you need to understand when we're going to study biblically and, and, and evolution, a comparison or understanding, is that the enemy never going to promote the Bible. The enemy is not going to credit the Bible. The enemy is not going to say that the Bible is truth. The enemy will tell you that the Bible is lying, that we come from a monkey, that we come from a cell, that everything developed in millions of years. The enemy will not come to you with an idea that is honest or at least similar to the truth. And whatever truth is in the Bible, he will distort it, he will corrupt it, or he will discredit it. Now, why do I say this? I say this because of this. Because of Nimro, the Bible said that Nimro was begun his first kingdom. So after the flood, the only person that is relevant to us, according to the Bible narrative, is Nimro. Now we need to go now to see what Nimro did. <laughs> and here we have, I show you two maps. Very important, this map. And very good. These maps, Is the map that I showed you before, the one that we saw before, Nindro, Mighty Hunter. You know, first, before the Tower of Babel in the year 2244 BC, Nindro built four cities and built his kingdom first. And then he said that he went and he built in the north another four cities, you know, at the Tower of Babel. You could see that in, Nindro, in Genesis, um, Genesis 11, verse 10 and 8, 8 to 10 and to 12. Now, this is the ancient Near East map 
Uh, I'm going to remove myself a little bit here, you know, because you know that to give a space to you guys. <laughs> because this is the this is the map of the intellectuals and the studies of people today. You can get this map and all this information from Wikipedia. This is not my Bible, but I just got it for you. First, the whole history of humanity, you go to Wikipedia, they will tell you that there were the civilization started in Mesopotamia about 3,000 years ago. That's all they know. They don't know more than that. That in, this, in the first one were the Sumerian in the south, and the second one were the Akkadian in the north. In the Sumerian, there is a famous story that is called Gilgamesh epic. Two-third God and one-third man is oppressing his people who cry out to the gods for help. And this is in the Wikipedia. It is believed that it was in the year 2100. So we have here the same circle that I got here, the same circle that I got in my map. What Nimrod did is being established today at the Sumerian in the southern part of Mesopotamia. They are not going to say that it's Nimrod. There has been certain identities of, of Akkadian writings making the Sumerian to be the, the only people that started in civilization. And it's not the Sumerian. Well, it is the Sumerian because it comes from Sama, some Sumer, but actually, this is the four cities that Nimrod built even before that. And then it's said that the and Wikipedia, when they studied of history, you go to the British Encyclopedia, it said that the more relevant empire in the beginning of civilization were the Akkadians. And the Akkadians were in the north. Interestingly, you see the map that I draw to you, or the map that I did myself about Nindru establishment, because Babylon is here. So Nindru went and planted four, built four cities in the southern of Babylon. And then he moved to the north and built another four cities. Interestingly, you will also find today in the history of the world that the Sumerians were the ones who started in the south of Babylon. And then the northern kingdom of Akkadia, there in the north with the cities that got the same name. That's the funny thing. In the, in the southern part, it was Babylon, Babel, the great city that was there, and Ord and Uruk. You know, that's it, very simple. Now, this is Akkadian language. This Bible names is Hebrew language. You need to make the difference of that or the translating one name to the other. And then you go and talk, you will hear any geologist talking to you about the Akkadians. And Akkadians are supposed to be the great people of the north, a great empire of the Akkadians. And that was Nindru who actually went and planted another church, another, another city there, Nineveh, Haran, and Shomer. So we, we, have, we have a comparison here, very clear, of the two personages that uh, uh, it, it make for me clarity that what the history of the world told me about the Sumerian and the Akkadians is a different name and a different story that the enemy has corrupted 
or has distorted, he had done everything since the beginning of this world, of actually what the Bible said. The Bible said that Nimrod went in the south and built four cities, and then he went to the north and built another four cities. Here, they said he the Sumerian, and he ate the Akkadians. <laughs> and they put it very, very dramatical that these cities were no, the Sumerian were no uh, cities uh, with village, but it were centralized cities. Akkadian was not centralized. What happened is that between the southern and the northern cities that uh, history provided for us, in the middle of that was Mesopotamia and was also the Tower of Babel. When the Tower of Babel happened, people decided to move away. So the Akkadians remained there, Nimrod remained there with his kingdom, but a lot of people start to move around in the whole globe, move to the east, to India, move to the south, move to the north, and move to the west. Before that, in the Sumerian and the south, they didn't move. The Bible said that they were all in one place. All of them were together. All of them have the same language. And they decided to be there. And that's why they interpreted today that the Sardin, Southern people, the Sumerian, the Sumer, were people who live in a city all together integrated. But the Akkadians were not. So if you compare the two maps, and the two stories, you will find a little bit of uh, similarity of what I'm telling you. And what I'm telling you is the whole history that we have written by the British Encyclopedia or, 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 or by Wikipedia or by the University of, of, uh, of Yale in America, all they had is the theory of evolution provided by geologists, and that's all they can get up to here. They did not move forward or move on from the days of Nindro. What we have in the Bible is clarity, is truth. Nindro was actually in the year 2244 when the actual Tower of Babel event happened. From that time on, they move on. Interestingly, if you go to Wikipedia, they will tell you the, the epic of Gilgamesh Gal uh, it was in the year 2100, and the Galgamesh were two-third God and one-third man. And what has happened is the Nindro were asking for, uh, for the spirit with the Tower of Babel to receive one of the principalities that were asking to come down, like in the days of the Nephilim. That's what they wanted, and that's why God came down and stopped them, because they were doing it. And it looks like Nindra did change and did receive that spirit. And that's why he became two-third God and one-third human. And it is, we could almost say, I could almost say with a reliable uh, understanding of the Bible, that the fame of Gilgamesh is no more than Nindra, who is in the Bible. And the same one that you call Sargon of Akkad or Akkadian, is the same Nimru that is in the Bible. It's located in the same place at the same time. You see, the Sargon uh, is the first, uh, the first document being found in the history of the world, in the oldest one, that he built an empire. It's 
is the first person recording the history to rule of an empire, Sargon of Akkad. But that's what they found. But that was Nindro, who already did it in the south. But it, it, that what they found is after the flood, and that makes the difference. <laughs> that's why in one in the southern part, in the first part, they do not move away. They were all together in one city. And the second one, they were moving around and became more emigrating to different areas of the world. So we have here a very good cooperation of what would I call the Bible and the theology of atheistic that they don't want to accept the Bible, but they accept what is the previous, they accept this uh, record of history, prehistory. Now in prehistory, whatever they tell you, they are lying to you. Whatever they want to tell me in prehistory is no more than theory of evolution. And they put it today in the, in the Wikipedia, theory is not being confirmed, is not being evaluated, and is not being fulfilled as a real reality that happened. Nobody got any understanding. No. Only we, the Christian, got the book that would tell us beyond the 3,000 years. Are you with me, guys? Yeah, amen. So, <laughs> so, I know, I know you question, you got idea. <laughs> hey, uh, my desire, my, my purpose in bringing this to you is to remove from you the idea that geology and evolution and thousands of years and, and they, they want to make it to sound bigger the enemy always do that than the Bible. The Bible, you can rely the Bible in every corner and every dot. If the Bible said that Nimrod went and did that, you can be sure that he, God is pointed out to the main person, to the first empire, and to the right God. Now you say to me, well, Fernando, that's in a any document with Nimrod. No, it doesn't. The enemy will not ever permit it anything. For example, if you go to Egypt, the Egyptology, they find everything. They don't find one word of Israel and Egypt. You know why? Pharaoh, they decided to remove any, any name, idea, or any dot that have to do with Israel. Mm. Israel took the money, took the empire, took the children, and took everything, and it's very shameful what happened to them when the Israelites decided to come out of Egypt and God brought them with a mighty hand. So you people say to me, well, there is nothing that you find in Egyptology that Israel wasn't uh, living in, in Goshen. Obviously, you're not going to find anything. The enemy will not allow you to find anything for you never to believe the truth of the Bible. The enemy will work everything out by thousands of ideas and millions of understanding to create you, to discredit it, the word of God, to discredit it, what the Bible said, and to tell you that the Bible is wrong. And I'm quite sure the Bible never has ever and never will be and never been and never was and there's not, nothing wrong with the Bible. It's the more decent, clear, understanding where man come from, what happened to humanity, and where humanity, civilization coming to what is today. And that's a big even louder for me. 
When yeah. you see, when you saw that map there, or the Akkadian and the Sumerian, you go, go, go now, go to you, go to you, go you to Google search and put there the first civilization, and they will tell you Sumeria and Akkadians. Oh, it sounds so big. One in the in the south of Mesopotamia started, and the other in the north. They said, interestingly, the, the two places that Nindra went and built the cities. <laughs> exactly that. So for me, it's very clear. But now I want you to ask me your question or to let me know what do you think of my studies, because my desire is that you believe and grow into this and give credit to the Bible. Well, I believe that what you say and have been teaching is very good and true. Thank you. I believe it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the enemy is up to uh, confusing us and um, getting us to be, uh, what's the word, um, a bit of this and a bit of that, you know, a bit of a mixture. Yeah. Is the Bible right? Maybe they're kind of wrong. It is an old earth, you know, and he gets you questioning God. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that, that's his head. Uh, interestingly, you, you will find that uh, there is no information at all about Nindru. Now, you, you go to Akkadian, Nindru become Rinda and, be, and become Myrta in, in different languages and, and different languages become different names. But uh, I, I'm not going to the semantic of the name because it's a, it takes a lot of work. What I wanted to show you is so clear that what the Bible said he went and did is the same where the documents of the history of the world show us that the two particular civilizations started was Samaria in the south and the Akkadians in the north. And for them it's big. A guy spent seven years going to a university studying archaeology, geology, history, and all the things to come to tell you that. And I can tell you that in the Bible. It's very easy. The Bible is true. It's there. God said it and God meant it. And it's, and it's the Bible. And that's it. Wonderful. Amen. 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 Mm. Question. Come on. If the, if the Nephilims came down and they were so brilliant, why wasn't the world so advanced like this before then? Like they, they might, might have been super brainy and they should have known everything if, if they sons of God. Uh, I know you said they taught us about building and you know all yep. the stuff, but that was the that was the highest limit that they could can go to, or did they have like flying objects? No. No, uh, the enemy came down and, and, and they were built with supernatural gift uh, uh, the quality of the image of God itself. They were, they were, we are talking of super being of seven meters high, really powerful. When, when you break the law of, when, when, when you trespass the limit of what God has put, you see, the spirit world is a world in a dimension in itself. You cannot leave your, your habitation. The earth is another habitation, another dimension for humans. Human live in the earth, a spirit live in the, the, in the spirit dimension. 
when they decided by rebellion to come down, they corrupted themselves. And when they came down here, they impressed a lot to men because they were higher, but they were already corrupted. They had abilities in the spirit. They had abilities in dealing with the stone. Any work, any, any, any stone that you see today from the pyramid, Machu Picchu, uh, Stonehenge, all these things were done by them. They have the ability to use the, 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 to treat or, or to write in the stone because they were spirit. You don't see any document being written in paper or in papyrus or any other way before, uh, before the flood. Everything was written by, by them and they taught humans a lot of things. But all that they taught were limited to a corruption and a state of the, the grace in which they fall. They cannot move on to what was previously. That's why they did not have, they did not have machines. They did not have create any kind of a, a particular airplane. All this that you see today, it is the wisdom from God given to humans. Human got that ability and is given to man to be in this world and to, 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 to create things in that world. Creativity come out of humanity. What they did, it was everything to do with the spirit, with worship and sacrifices. They wanted to be worshiped and that's why they came down and they impressed humanity and they took different, different population and they actually submitted them. They actually became the gods of those moments or the great titans or the great Nephilim, or the giants, or the old past. And they also were receiving worship because they corrupted themselves. And they still today, no, no, not to go far away, you go to India, you go to Costa Rica, you go to Greece, and you will find all this big temple with cells and Indian God and the Buddha. And the Buddha is one of those who came there. The great dragon from China is one of those, it's still there. He's still working hard, you know. They, they always in the same story. They want sacrificial, they want worship, and they are looking to be served by humans. Amen. Hello. Come on, Martin. I know you're thinking deeply. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of lost in my mind map, and I'm not sure you guys are ready for it. <laughs> um, I think everything you said is makes total sense. I totally get it. Um, I also understand um, the kind of the map comparison, and I kind of briefly reminded me of that Gilgamesh when we uh, like learned about it in the school, even a Czech Czechoslovakia back in the day. Even Czechoslovakia knows what Gilgamesh is. You know what I'm saying? Like, but. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it kind of makes sense. Um, it just makes you, when you look at a timeline, it just shows you how, how kind of long time it took all those ages, the bronze and stone or whatever, all those kind of elements, yeah. and how long the flood took. It just makes me think how quickly kind of the development of, um, it was the one, you were talking about um, 
that one. So if you think about, um, this is still 2000 years before, before Jesus. And the 2000 years to that point from creation, it's just like such a long, it looks like a long time, but now within, let's say last, if you think about it this way, last, well, about a 12 years ago, you didn't have an iPhone. 12 years ago, you didn't do video call, and now you do. I look at it from the technology point of view. Yeah. 30 years ago, which is my lifetime, you didn't have a computer, like, as you know it today. Um, just about, like, six years ago, you wouldn't be able to do this, the the the, the Zoom Bible meeting. You wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Um, no. It just makes me think how quickly that, progression goes and almost makes me feel is it more almost exponential now where we're really kind of hitting that where all the other stuff we talk about like the artificial intelligence like your new tv or um you know other, other, other elements of what we use daily how much does it play in hand in the scheme of this bigger picture if it makes sense explain a little bit more perhaps um, I don't know. It just makes me feel really irrelevant in the big scheme of things. If it makes sense, because that's there's so much changes happening so quickly that um, it doesn't look like my. Let's assume it's going to be a hundred years. So one hundred and twenty. God says yeah. that we're going to make it. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like it plays such a big part. So when um, there are a couple of points you need to you need to 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 put in the in the in the in the understanding you got. One is the prophecy. The book of Daniel says that in the last days, uh, wisdom, it, it will increase. It will increase and people will be able to know. Knowledge will be increased expansionally in a way that never been seen before. So we are talking that this happened in the last hundred years. The last hundred years, men started with a car, airplane, and move on. And we have something that never was built in the last 2,000 years. Also, is the, is the time where this ability to create is giving man uh, an understanding of his knowledge in science and physics and different discipline or research of the world, believing that he knows better than God. And that's why it is the last time, because he's coming to give us an idea or give us something that they are relying on their self-knowledge and understanding. Consequently, they are not happy to support the idea that God put forward. At that same moment, they are fulfilling the prophecies and they are fulfilling what God said it will happen. Because the same knowledge, it created man. Man is bringing now signs at the God of the time. So science is still going to tell me everything and because science has impressed us with the computer, with the, te the telephone, with the mobiles, with everything, it's all, it, so we are all depending. And we've seen the, the fruit of science or technology in us. Consequently, everyone is being consumed by the science knowledge. And I understand it's very good what we got today, but I cannot leave behind the truth of the Bible. Yeah, uh, and I mean, like, there's no really a deep point I'm trying to make. It's just um, my understanding of things is just my head is just kind of can comprehend that. Um, I think Albert mentioned it. How come the uh, the giants didn't last as long or how come the maybe the, 
they didn't make them as developed as we are today. Well, no, no, it, it because the giant came from the Netherlands. They started or they came down in the year 3,346 before Christ. And they last here and this planet for thousand years. And thousand years is plenty, man. Now, you have to realize in those days, people were living six, seven hundred years by common denominator. But they were here for a thousand years. Now, in those thousand years, they corrupted the whole earth. And their knowledge, wisdom, and capacity they had were to build cigarette, to build a stone, to be sacrificial places in order to satisfy the eager. There were no into technology. They did not have the mind to technology. The mind to technology is given to humans by the ability of good way to develop. Now, you, you find this, that all the tribe from, from Peru, Costa Rica, to Indonesia, to the Pacific, all the tribe were relating to worship and spirit thousand years ago or 2,000 years ago. All of them. And that was the, 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 that was the consequence that came out of the Netflix when they corrupted the whole planet with worship, with sacrificial. I mean, why, why a, 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 a mother in Peru is going to get the daughter who is 12 years old, just developing, and sacrifice it in an altar, and the, and the, and the, and the shaman get the heart out that is alive and eat it and put it before the sun at midday. What, what makes humans to do that thing? Imagine. What we have to do, we have to do with, with the people in, in Amazonas or in the Pacific taking the little children and sacrificing to the God in order to be pleased and to please the gods. Man, who take, you, you lose your, your humanity, you know? When, when you believe those things are normal, acceptable and are right, and that was the way they did it, and as I said, no, that wasn't normal. That was something that was already corrupted and it came from the line of the Netflix. And that's why the flood was here. And when the flood came, uh, it really remove all this guy, but even the spirit and the people is still there, came after that with similar things. If you would experience this now, you would probably say that people are crazy. Yet we accept the fact that, and again, I'm not trying to touch anyone, please just take it from like the perspective, but like we as a society, we try to accept the fact that two guys or two girls is totally fine, even though they would not be standing here if they would, their parents would have the same approach. And that kind of makes sense, but then sacrifice something else doesn't make sense. So it kind of like, it reminds me of the story of the boiling frog. So if you, pro I don't know if you know this concept, essentially, if you try to boil the frog and you throw the frog into the hot water, the frog will just jump out. But if you leave the frog in the water and slowly boil the water until it starts to boil, the frog will boil itself. It makes me think that the technology improvement really happens at that pace to make people commit to whatever, you know, to kind of like build our own Babel in a way, in technology, in what we do, in kind of like don't really need God because we can just take this pill or do this enhancement and we don't really need to pray for healing because we can just, I don't know, um, put a sticker on and it's just going to do all the stuff on for me. It's kind of, it's just like a wild range of my mind map. So don't take me like for word for word 
a, a question around sacrifice. Because we use that example of how backwards that that is to think about a mother sacrificing. But I'm pretty sure that most of us wouldn't be capable of sacrificing an animal, not even a dove. So, and I think it's fair to say that that's even backwards today to sacrifice animals. So we have evolved in a position where we don't consider it to be right to sacrifice animals. What's the difference? Well, that's a quite unique view because, because you cannot compare the life of a human being with an animal. The animal was given for us to survive. And like, like the, you, go, you go to Africa, you're there, or you see any, any documentary and the lion is there and the lion is running behind the, the gazelle and get it because he has to eat. And that's, that's the creation. Uh, I mean, but what the I'm talking about eating though. I'm talking about sacrifices. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about feeding ourselves. I'm talking about sacrifices. I think. I don't know. Is anybody okay with sacrificing animals today? Uh, on what do you mean? July 2021. In order to sacrifice to get the favor of a divine god, or you mean just eat the meat and pork? I mean sacrificing not for eating. Sacrificing. Uh, eating is just called slaughtering, I suppose. <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, um, who's who's okay with with the concept of sacrificing an animal for any purpose but to eat? I mean, from the understanding, it doesn't come immediately to mind. It's something I plan to do anytime soon, Diego. <laughs> I was just trying to say, um, would it be the concept of what Jesus did, so we don't have to go and do this? What you just described, Diego. It's kind of um, almost like um, that was then, and obviously in the now is um, is Christ. So we don't have. And to that's exactly it. my point. That we was don't even have to now. look at it, do we? We don't even have to get involved with it because, whereas other cultures are still doing it, aren't they? Um, I think Hinduism, yeah, is still sacrificing animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. In Costa Rica, in Costa Rica, there are certain groups to sacrifice animals, chicken and pigs and things like that, and, and they get things done. But, but today, think, with, with the technology of today and the knowledge and what we call sophistication of, of civilization, we are sacrificing even children. And that's where you see the same point or the same outcome by different, by different channels, because we have the movement of uh, women, the ability to say, well, it's my body, I want to... I got the right to have an abortion. You're going to kill 60 million children in America, only, only in America, but we don't mind it, no, probably more in the world, you know, but it, it's the same outcome. It's sacrificial. It is, it is killing the life of a human being, a baby, in the abortion. Yeah. Can I, can I ask, so we're talking about sacrifice and we said, uh, you know, sacrificing children is something we wouldn't do. But why did God have to sacrifice his son then for us? Um, because that seems to be similar to me. Like, I know I know he asked um, Isaac to be sacrificed, but then he said, don't do it. But then he had to give his son. So is that kind of a 
logic behind it that there's some kind of sacrifices needed. There is a logic. The logic behind that is that the only way to get man out of the dodgy dungeon that we are is dying. Now, you can die for two reasons. You can die because you want to die or because of your demon, your God, or you can die in order to provide somebody else a way out. And Jesus died for that purpose. He was sacrificed for that purpose. I mean, Jesus as well, when you think he's part of the Godhead, it was kind of highly spiritual. Uh, whereas when you have a martyr, and there's loads of martyrs now, aren't there? Martyrs yeah. throughout the generations. Um, it's like you're dying as a human being. Um, and obviously Jesus was man, but part of a Godhead. You know, there seemed to be more of a spiritual angle because he rose up. You know, so we don't rise up like that in, you know, back to earth rising up. Quite amazing. Yeah. In a different form. Even. I mean, that's why I mentioned spiritual, really. Because sure. he was in a different form, wasn't he? Well, it's it, the same story. It, you are here in the United Kingdom. You want to go to home, India. You need to cross land and you need to cross, let's say, the, the, the ocean. I want to go to Costa Rica. I need to cross the... The, the, the Atlantic Ocean, in order to move from this rotten, broken world to move to a better dimension, I need to I need to cross the valley of death. I, I need to be, I need to die. The only way to, to re return myself to, to my previous state. So that's what my question is like, was there, I know uh, previously in Israel, like before Christ, they used to, slaughter a lamb as a sacrifice so was it like a regular practice and it was happening throughout the world and still happens in some religion yes that they carry on while the jews of all the christians we stopped but the other people still carrying it on yes yes israel israel sacrificial lamb when every day and easily would have been would have been two three four hundred lambs every day for years for thousand years and they did it have they stopped it now or are they still carrying it on? No, they stop it now. They cannot do it now. They haven't done it yet. Then the Antichrist will come and allow them to do that. Because it's, 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 it mentioned about the, is it the third, sorry, it's the third temple? Yeah. And they, build, they have to slaughter a cow or something? Yes. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. The Antichrist will come and do that and allow them to do that. The, the, the world leader is coming into the world to control the leader will allow them to do that. And will deceive them with that. And that's what they're looking for. But at this moment in time, according to the health uh, well organization, civilization is not permitted for you to kill animals in that way. And is it the purpose of God? Jesus Christ came to do it, to put an end to that. If the Jew are very stubborn and they are stupid and they are orthodox and they want to do it. And people, Christian believers, it's a great thing. It's, it's not no great thing. Because at the moment you do a sacrifice, you are putting away the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you are saying that that was not enough. And you cannot have two sacrifices. You can have only one. And the Jews don't believe in the New Testament, do they? No, they don't believe at all in the New Testament. So why do they stop sacrificing? Because they were killed and they were persecuted. And the year 70, they were spread a whole, whole world. 
everything ended up there. The Roman Empire didn't allow them to have the religion anymore. And then when in the year 213, when Constantine took on and, and made the imperial church, even worse, the, 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 the church of that day was persecuting the Jews. You never do that publicly. And since then, they've been trying. They would like to do it, but never been permitted. I think it's part of the program of God for them not to do it because they're gonna, that, that would be permitted only for the Antichrist when he comes. Mm. I was thinking just now, you mentioned, you know, mentioned the giants and um, you mentioned Peru. And um, it's interesting, lots of people in Peru are quite short now. In, in the sense that, um, you know, you mentioned um, Machu Picchu was probably built by the giants, you know, but, and they've gone, but um, it obviously affect, I mean, when you go to, I've been to Peru, but um, it's an amazing land and, but they still kind of, they've still got this massive history, haven't they? Which is, which must be difficult for the Christians there. Yeah. Um, but I, I, sometimes you can have a race which is um, shorter anyway. <laughs> so it's interesting, you know, that um, um, from being so tall. Um, they're, they're too different. You, you need to make the difference between the giants that were part of the blood of the Nephilims yeah. to the human beings. The human yeah. beings were not, not necessarily with giants, all of them. The human being, as the more you sin for, for millennia, you deteriorate your body and you become even a smaller, wild, most, more wild, more salvage, more stupid, and, and, and not, not having the capacity of humanity to reason. Yeah. Yes? I think, Richard, they were all wiped out in the flood, though, weren't they? So, yeah. Um, what? the small race now has developed since the flood, you know? Yeah. So they haven't got the DNA from the big giants or Peru anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, 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 the only giant that were in the land, were in the, in the land of Cana, the Canaanite, were the tribe of the giants that God ordered, ordered, um, Joshua to go into the land and he said you are going to do with this guy something that I never done before you are going to kill all of them women children adult anyone even the animals do not forbid do not do not permit anyone to be alive yeah because they were corrupting now there were all the all the guys all the all the tribes there like the, the Ammonite that they were, God said, no, you don't need to kill them. Just pass by, go beside them and don't cause problems. Don't, don't, don't fight with them. I, lay, I, gave, I gave that land to them. Leave them in peace. Mm. Mm. So just a question, last week. In the Old Testament, I think they sacrificed to God, but also even they sacrificed to Baal, the God, the other God, isn't that? Um... Is that true or I'm making it up? So, sorry, can we say it again? So I think they, they sacrificed to um, Jehovah, but also there was a practice of um, sacri sacrificing to other gods. 
Yes. The sacrificial, the sacrificial practice was very common in the Old Testament. When God said to Abraham, go and sacrifice your son, and he didn't permit it, it was the custom of the day. Everyone sacrificed to their own God. And that showed that they were faithful to it. Or they were honestly wanting to serve that God. That's why God asked Abraham to go and sacrifice Isaac. To show he was part of that. And he, he showed himself being truthful to that particular God that he served, Jehovah. Now, the Jehovah of the Old Testament didn't permit Abraham to kill the son. Because it's not part of God mentality or idea to sacrifice humans in order to be to please Himself. Mm. That would have been a little bit, uh, mm, what you call when somebody wants to kill, uh, a little bit dramatic, a little bit bad. God never asked to sacrificial of a human. Only one is Jesus Christ, who actually was not sacrificed in the sense of being sacrificial like a lamb in the sense that uh, he said, well, I'm going to be sacrificed because in order to fulfill a religious duty, because everything was orchestrated to be killed by the people he was going to save. And those were the powers of the demons that were behind the people to kill him and to get rid of him because they didn't know what to do with him. So you, you find in the Old Testament always Israel against all the nations and God against all the demons and the gods of those times. Because I think uh, in the Old Testament, the fire comes down, isn't it? And uh, kind of uh, burns the sacrifice. So I'm just thinking lines of who were sacrificing for the other gods. They didn't have that fire coming from Oh, no, 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 but you cannot take all the sacrificial way or ritual the same. The sacrificial of, of Israel, of God, the fire coming down means is the approval. The other guys did it normally. They went and built their own fire. They were nothing. They were no God who could do that. Only God of Israel. Also, God only sacrificed animals in order to provide a moment to bring the right sacrificial that was the perfect sacrifice it was Jesus. But the other people used to do sacrifice children, carry on sacrificing virgins and, and humans and all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think we're going to finish early today. I was going to say on the subject of technology moving fast, um, television's um, barely 100 years old. So that's almost like the lifetime of someone who's still around now. Yep. So in other words, when they were young, they just had a funny looking black and white um, <laughs> scope television. So yep. colour TV... No, I mean, is in the lifetime of most people here, you know, seeing, yeah. getting this amazing colour TV. And then certainly the flat screen has only developed within the last, I don't know, what is it, 10, 15, 20 years or something? Uh, 10, 10, maybe. Yeah. Certainly within your lifetime, isn't it? Um, getting better colour. But, yeah, some of us can remember colour appearing. <laughs> yeah, don't you remember the black and white? Surely you remember 
black and white. No, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Push button and the, and the and the two or three channels. Well, this That's is all, as uh, Fernando said. It's all prophesied, isn't it? And I found the verse in Daniel twelve, where it says, "But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time." Of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. So, basically, knowledge has increased, doesn't it? And that's why we've got TV and everything else very quickly. And the jab. That's all I can talk about, isn't it? The jab. Yeah. Well, we all know the jab was only for the five G. So, I don't know what we are talking. About. <laughs> yeah, have you had your chip? Yeah, you got your chip in. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking also um, on the subject of um, um, Ferrando, you, you mentioned anyway, um, biblical truth. You know, the Bible is 100% the truth. Yep. And something that's always attacked in the Bible, um, and there's a kind of feeling, oh, they must have been um, a bit sleepy when they wrote this down or um chauvinistic when they wrote this down you know and um of course that's paul he's often attacked because people like to say oh paul was just rather human and you can't take everything he wrote down seriously i've heard that a lot okay. <laughs> because he wrote the word of god you know so i think when it comes to kind of women wearing hats and not speaking <laughs> And um, <clears throat> women being on one side of a church and the men on the other. I mean, when I've heard that, I've tended to say, well, we're c it's considering the culture of the day, you know, the tribe yeah, yeah. at that time. Yep. It doesn't mean you have to be kind of all wearing, wearing your hats or not wearing your hats now mm -hmm. for women or headscarves. But um, obviously, some of the denominations like to do it. And um, I wouldn't say, oh, you're all doing wrong. You're, you're all the women wearing hats, you know. I'd just say, well, great. If you want to wear your hats, wear your hats, you know. Yeah. So you kind of know now that it's um, there's grace, you know. When the law is different, you know, the, the, the main law we've got yeah. is good and evil, isn't it? Are you, are you treating people the right way? Are you trying to live for life, you know? Yeah. Richard, the inter interesting thing about the whole thing about women not talking, um, I was um, reading a study about the context around that. And it's interesting when we start to study and understand contexts around lots of things. And Fernando was the one who taught me the one around uh, not shaving your head and the context around that one, which is fascinating in itself. But that one, the reality is women were not educated back then. So women were asking around and making noises. Yeah. And that's where the context of that comes from. So we've actually completely misunderstood the context of yeah. what was happening. And that's why he says that. It's not that it's, it's yeah. humanity. It's, it's, it's what was happening at the time. Because I know quite a few Christian women who um, think it's all chauvinistic and um you know they don't like Paul and I'm thinking well yeah. it's not a question of it's not always a question of um who you like it's like 
man of God, you know, what yeah. was he doing? You know, he's getting, yeah, and he's the, sacrificing his life, you know. On the other side to that, on the other side to that, my grandmother always wore a hat in church, you know, she thought it was thing to do because that's what it told you in the Bible. Yeah, and that's good as well. We need, we need to be understand that the, the Bible was written for us, but it was not written to us. And it's a big difference when something is written for you, maybe read it. And the other thing is the written, we're, we're, we're writing to you. For example, in the New Testament, people want to fulfill the duty of the hair, the woman, or broken, whatever. The New Testament said that the slave be submitted to the master. Now, is the purpose of God to have a slave or slavery? No, it was the custom of the day. It was the problem of the day. And he, God is bringing the, the revelation in advance and moving little, little, little up, higher, 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 higher. So it's not the purpose of God that nobody man will be a slave. But if we need to fulfill the Bible, you want to be honest to the truth of the whole Bible, the New Testament, but you need to have a slave or go yourself, become a slave again. And that's not the purpose of God. Because revelation comes and allows men to deal with, uh, and the dungy dungeon that we are and then the, the muddy problem that we got that is called culture and God allows the revelation the Holy Spirit coming to take us out of our culture and to start to move us to another level of more human more understanding so that we will know uh, we will know carry on doing what we did or what our forefathers did before and that the, that the purpose of the Bible so that the human will become free and Honest and freedom and respect each other and love one another and not, not to kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it you, Fernando, that told me that 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 verse around the women not cutting the hair or, or the, the verse that refers to like the woman that cut the hair? Um, you're the one that told me that the prostitutes yeah. back then used to shave their hair and put a yeah. wig on. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, that so, so that's, that's the context that we've lost. Yeah. Yeah, but Corinth is a poor. I grew up with, with my auntie saying, oh, we cut our hair so we can't be yeah. Yeah. craziness. No, no, no. You, you, you need to compare what Paul says in the New Testament, and you need to go to the principle of Jesus Christ in the, in the gospel. We got the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ said that the Samaritan woman went and preached the gospel to the whole village. So she became an evangelist, a minister in one day, and, and Jesus Jesus approved her. In the New Testament, Paul said, don't, don't, don't talk, don't be silly, just be quiet and, and let the hair grow because he was, they were living in Corinth and all the prostitutes in Corinth they, in the different temples, they shaved the hair because they were prostitutes and they were serving to the God and the guy used to come with the offering to the God and also pay the girl and have time with her. And that was sexual intercourse every time. So Paul is making a big difference and trying to say, listen, we are not going to live like you used to live before. <laughs> Let your hair grow, blah, blah, blah. You know, because, because there were a whole culture behind it. Now, Jesus never rejected any woman or said, you cannot be a minister, you cannot preach, you cannot touch. Jesus said to the woman, you need to have your hair cut to talk to me or have the hair long. Never. It doesn't exist that in the Bible. Mm. In fact, two women followed him everywhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if, if there's anybody more pro-rights, equal rights, is like, hello. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, and, and to have women that you appear to her, that he appeared to, to women first than men, that, that, that's a male thing. Because it was a male-dominated culture, the Jew and the, and the and other cultures, the old cultures. So a woman being presented first is it, taking her to another level completely. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I think we are getting to the end of our time, guys. Any other question? Are we finish here. I'm really looking forward to having you on the 19th for my birthday party. All of you, bring anyone you want, and I'm going to pull forward all the wine that you can drink. <laughs> okay, cab, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. I was thinking of getting a cab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. The other thing is, uh, oh, with the lesson of today, we may come to an end or finish this. We start some another topic, but it's good to understand that the bit that I said at the beginning. Remember, the Akkadians and the Sumerian and all this history of the world and sounds so big and all part. You got the Bible. You got a better teaching. You got a clear understanding. You got the the real history. You got the thing that is being there said properly done and summarized nicely and tidy. And he goes right to the back of the early days when man became to walk on this earth. Do not believe those theories. They are no more than theories. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, quick question for you, Fernando. How's Tony doing? Tony, uh, he, he's not doing very well, to be honest. Oh, really? Uh, yes, he went a little bit down with the health. and um, He went back to the hospital. He's still with the air. And um, he, after two months, he's not recovering properly. Yeah, it's a beastly disease. Yeah, isn't he, it? he is too, too, too fat and too heavy. And that's it making it even worse for him at the moment. Uh, well, uh, let him know we're praying for him. Yeah. He certainly will. Yeah. I will. I will. I will. Yes. Yeah, he wanted to be with us, but uh, he's no, not the capacity. Which Tony? Tony? Tony, Tony from, from Horsham, uh, the guy that was here a couple of couple of weeks ago with, with the oxygen. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. No, no, no you miss it. Oh. You miss it. Anyway. Okay. Okay. He seemed, he seemed pretty positive then, didn't he? He was. He is. He is. Yeah. Very positive. Full of favor. But uh, I, think, I think that he has suffered a lot with the COVID. Shame. Right. Very, very bad. Very badly. Any question? Anything to say? Any more, guys? See you next Monday with another different topic. We'll yeah. move on. What shall we do? Shall we go for Jesus' parable, kingdom of God? Men? Because we've been talking about all these topics that are theoretical. We can put more practical things. I think you need a little bit of more macho thing <laughs> i personally like the idea of the parables yeah oh, by the way i've got three three monday bank holidays in the next four weeks oh nice now we're oh. going to have it around praise god praise god amen so we will study the parable we'll start with that i will finish with this topic here and we will carry on we've been doing a lot of prophecy a lot of uh you know, singularity, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, prophecy, Daniel, we've been for the last 
four months or six months ago. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, we covered a lot. And we finished today with us understanding the best, the best information you have is your own Bible. Don't believe anyone. Yeah, you know, amen. Dawkins or any guy from Oxford or Cambridge telling you that they know better than God. Don't, 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 don't even believe that. Amen. 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 Okay, okay. Amen. See you next Monday. Have a great time, guys. Take you care. Appreciate you. Love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.